welcome to Making It EV, your podcast about EVs. Your hosts, Jolo, Bernsey, and myself, Nina. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Uh, so today we're asking the big question, how expensive is an EV really? Uh, we're going to break down the ins and outs of what it costs to buy, fuel, and maintain an EV, as well as the costs long-term versus owning a standard combustion engine car. So how do we even start unpacking this? Let's say right now if I go into a car dealership and I want to buy a car and I'm looking at a nice mid-range car, combustion mm-hmm. car, mm-hmm. and then next to me is an EV mid-range car. What are we looking at? Am I going to get sticker shock? Am I yeah, just like, going to freak difference? out, basically? Well, at this point in time, it's a bit of a fact that EVs do cost more than ICE, the internal combustion engines. Uh, they reckon somewhere between 2025 and 2027, we might get price parity. But a lot of it really will hinge on what the governments do around trying to fuel. Yeah, right. If you go to the dealership and you even are in a position to buy a new car, which, let's face it, not a lot of us are, mm. Um, to be able to say, well, I've got a choice, or I've got the option of combustion or electric, could be like, you know, five could years down the line. But if, if the government gets behind it, like they have in other countries, that might come sooner. Yeah. You know, it might make it a lot more attractive because we've got rebates and Yeah, I guess that's incentives. like, that's a snapshot of what it's like now, but remembering we've gotten to that stage based on essentially like a pretty kind of lazy approach to actually getting these things into the market in a feasible way, right? Like we haven't exactly been on the front foot Australia-wise, like we mentioned in the last episode. It's like we're lagging pretty pretty significantly. We are lagging. But the positive news is there is a new federal government in Australia, the Labor Party, who made it a priority around climate change and thinking what we can do there. And they're actually making good on their promise. The first day of parliament, they brought in legislation to, to move around making EVs cheaper. So What's an example of that, like the legislation? Like, what's... I mean, I don't know, you may not have it here, but, like, top line, headlines, what is it? Burns out, come prepared, I have it here. <laughs> oh, have you got, have you... Uh, it was called the electric car discount. Um, it was one of the Labor Party's pledges when they came in. So you got to remember, we're coming off a base where we had no federal yeah. government yeah. incentives, <laughs> like zero. It was so essentially it was just st- ignored. Was, yeah. it, was it mostly just, like, state, wasn't it? It was exactly, just, like, yeah. people basically doing whatever within their means of power, which is pretty limited. The state like, governments have been doing a bit more um, earlier, and we'll talk a bit about that. I can share some, some views on that. But yeah, this legislation is um, now moving through. It's around fringe benefits tax assessment. And so uh, what they're doing is they're making that, that tax zero on uh, a zero or low emission vehicles. And so it has to be under $84,000. So anything over in that, you could afford to pay the tax because you're paying for it. Yeah, you know, something yeah, a bit yeah. fancy. You've got the coin too. Yeah. yeah, but if you do salary sacrifice, which is how I actually pay for my car at the moment, um, that, that tax comes off. So it could be a saving up to 4700 a year. Right. right. So that's that's the first step that they're doing, which is great, which is really good. So it's a first step. The second uh, thing that they've been talking about is removing the 5% import tariff off eligible cards as well. Oh, yeah. So again, that will bring the price of EVs closer to parity of... Because basically tariff. every EV is imported. There isn't like... Yeah, we don't... Yeah, we don't make them. We don't make them. Local. So essentially, if I'm if I'm in the dealership, there there are ways for me to afford it, even though they are much more expensive. I mean, we're talking 30, 
40k at least if we're trying to compare like a new nice car around 30 grand and then an EVs around depends 60, what you're looking 70, at yeah. you know the budget models like the entry points for those new new vehicles um, mm. I think we talked about it so it's around 40k okay so that, it's not too bad no, okay it's not, it's not terrible so but 40k is still a lot of money if you got 30k right to spend you know let's say I have a budget of 30k I look at what a 30k EV is versus a 30k internal combustion engine and man like there's some nice internal combustion engine mm. cars for 30k. Mm. Some like the 30k EVs, like the Nissan Leafs, it's, it feels like oh, right. It's not, a little Aldi. Not, not that nice. <laughs> so here's the problem as well with with Australia not being progressive on it, and what we might become in terms of the combustion engine dumping ground of, yeah. the, of the world, because we have not tried to incentivize our people to to buy EVs. Those global car manufacturers go, right, where can we offload? <laughs> yeah, we've got even the cars here. Uh, Australia's way behind. <laughs> Let's throw cheap cars at them. Yeah. Uh, and so it sort of perpetuates the problem that we're in, and that's that's the big worry. I didn't know that. So so are we talking what, American, Japanese, Chinese, et cetera, car manufacturers? So the global. So, so what they yeah. see Australia as, okay, well, they're, they don't care about climate change yeah. and they're still buying yeah. these polluting cars so, so w- let's just ship more to Australia yeah. really My yeah. understanding didn't understand is that, that. Yeah. it's twofold right mm. so there's what the market is prepared to buy and what they want like what their appetite is but there's also like what the regulators are saying you need to do which is a really big part of these big global companies car manufacturers if they're going to import stuff um, there's certain types of tariffs, um, regulatory fees that they need to be paying the government, or at least they essentially they they pay the government, but they're just they're just passing that on to the customer anyway. So they're just thinking like, okay, like the market want these, but also how much money is it going to cost our business mm-hmm. if we were going to say, you know, prioritise sending them EVs or sending them combustion engine cars? Right now, those those kind of like efficiency standards of fossil fuel based emissions. There aren't as tight. There aren't as, like, rigorous. So they're just like, okay, we've got all these kind of cheaply made cars we'd love to get rid of. Australia's still a legitimate market. All right, well, let's just send them there. We're basically the schmucks yeah. of the global... You're kind of showing up to the party with, like, the <laughs> just kind of, like, not prepared and, and you're just happy to take a crap deal, yeah. really. But. As you said, the government is actually trying to stop yeah. us from yeah. being the... Uh, dumping ground. The dumping say. ground, in a way. How is it empowering Australians to to uh, buy EVs? You said there's some state... Yeah. Obviously, the ACT has just recently come out with, with wanting to phase out essentially ICE cars by 20... 35. 30, yeah, it's 2035. Yeah. And they seem already the most progressive state. But other states are also doing... They are, yes. Things, so or? we might put in our episode notes where such podcasts are saying that now. <laughs> uh, there's, I mean, we could do a whole episode on what kind of rebates there are available at the state level, uh, and there's a lot of them. ACT, Australian Capital Territory here in Australia where our parliament sits, they are the most progressive. They've really cottoned onto it, and they were the first to, to sort of 2035 there will be no more um, apart from EVs that, that can get registered in that state. So that's that's amazing. But they've done some pretty cool stuff. They've got this $15,000 no interest loan for an EV purchase. And so when you think about that, and we'll talk about some of the costs associated and the savings that you can have, that 15000 no interest to get you, go and get an EV, that is amazing. Yeah. No other state's really offering anything Game like that. So, so, so that's a loan? It's a loan. Right, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. It's not a um, 
It's not like they, they cover fifteen no, grand. Like, yeah, okay. it, it's like hex, right? Like you, yeah. you can you get a, a loan up front, but then you you're expected to pay it off. But sure. the point is, you're not like like a bank would be. They'll charge you interest. It's an interest free loan, so it only the price only goes up if inflation goes up with it, right? Yeah, it's something. It's something. Sure. It's really trying to drive take up. You know, yeah, making yeah. The, the price, not having to have the cash in your pocket to go and buy the, these these cars. Yeah, mm. removes that barrier. To removes like, that. I can't afford it. Yeah, there's rebates available. New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia. It's about three thousand dollars. So if you buy, then then they'll rebate some of that. And there's a variety of others in, for stamp duty um, exemptions and zero dollar registrations, so not having to pay registration, which is really good. And it's good to see the states. You don't have to pay registration. No. On EVs. Some, depending on what state you're in. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. That, that's quite a saving totally. for people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yearly, yearly and same. also over the the lifetime of car. Because how, how much is that registration? It could be a few, few thousand. Oh, it's not for yeah. the lifetime though. It? it wouldn't Not be for the lifetime of the vehicle. It'd yeah. probably be for the first like, like five years something or something like that. But yeah. still, that's, yeah. you know, that could be. Usually 500 yeah. and up. It's not. Mm, yeah. So when you think about like the costs of an own, owning an EV, it's very similar to buying a car today. The big difference really is that the stamp duty government charges, there's a difference there. And there are more and more incentives at the state, federal, and, and local level that are helping bring that price down. But it's, you know, the cost of the vehicle, dealer delivery, insurance, vehicle registration, these are all what you'd pay for a, a yeah. internal cost. Yeah, so, same thing. like, to kind of like summarize it, the government. You can't really go to manufacturers and people who the brands that make these EVs and be like, "Hey, sell them cheaper." Um, the those companies are still going to sell them what they what they believe it's worth and what they you know make money off because they're a business after all. What the government can do is take off some of those fees and things that they would typically apply taxes and so on, so that it is reducing the cost from the customer's point of view. But the manufacturer is like. Okay, no skin off our nose. Sweet, we yeah. can keep you know charging our our rates um, the way we believe we're going to be making a profit or making money. Exactly. And the government can basically subsidise it. I mean, at least so the federal it. government's doing something. Something now, you know, and yeah. that's a big signal to car manufacturers world, yeah. worldwide. That's a really positive thing. But mm. also on that dumping ground point of view, right? Is they'll be like, oh, okay, well, they're actually taking this seriously. Yeah, and whilst the changes may not be like overnight. In the long term, like if you're kind of doing your like two to five year horizon and your strategy, then you're like, okay, well, that direction that country is moving in is like significantly different as opposed to where it was before, which was no sign of change, like yeah. zero sign of change. The ice market is shrinking. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> um, so upfront costs. So, so we we started talking about. Yeah. Look, you can get apparently a beautiful car, ice car for about thirty ish k. You're looking at some primo models, but around forty k, you're looking at the Aldi of EVs potentially. Yeah, you're looking at the budget, the budget range, Slightly right? Budget, the budget range. Mm. Uh, so, so instantly there is that upfront cost, but as you said, there's rebates and there's other things. What else kind of goes into that initial out of pocket? Obviously, charging is probably the biggest one because the infrastructure to fuel an, an ice is out of consumers' hands, right? That is set up mm. by the fuel companies and councils. Sure. I don't even know who controls that infrastructure. Mm. But when you're buying an EV, you are actually developing your own infrastructure for charging. How much are we looking at? Like, Is it just you're buying a cable and you're plugging it in or are you paying thousands for yet another bit of tech? Yeah. 
Well, unfortunately, it's the bit of tech. <laughs> well, you don't have to. Uh, we talked recently on one of our episodes around the levels of charging. So when you buy an EV, they'll give you a cable. You can plug that into the wall, plug the other end into the EV. It'll take days to charge. You know, that's not very convenient. But what a lot of people do is they buy a special charger that you then have an electrician come and install it in your home to get a faster charging uh, aspect. Right, like someone would come and install your NBN because yeah. you've got to get hooked up into the infrastructure totally. or the grid or, you know, well, if you want fast charging, you, you, exactly. need, you need this. Like, there's no other way. So when you plug in, you're getting near on about two kilowatts, I'm talking kilowatts again, but, but two Kilo- kilowatts. What? <laughs> well, just to say it's, there's a two in there somewhere. When you get this box, you're getting seven. So if you think about it, it's you know, mm. at least three times the speed and it means you can plug in overnight and in the morning you, your car's ready to go. So cool. those devices, that's that's called a type two, a level two um, charging. The level one is plug it into the wall straight up and... Uh, those devices are about uh, about a thousand bucks, give or take. You could probably find ones cheaper on the market. Just or, to get it off the shelf. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can you can buy it, and uh, you can buy ones from overseas that are a little bit cheaper if you want to go. Right. But obviously, think about quality and all those things, warranties and stuff. Um, but about a thousand bucks, give or take. And so that's one side of the cost. The other side, you got to get a Sparky. That's our what we call electricians here in, in <laughs> Australia. Um, because you don't want to be fiddling around yourself with... Legally, you're not allowed you're to. not allowed to. Okay, well, no, yeah. it has to be done by a licensed yeah. Um, yeah, like licensed operator. To. But yeah, you, you don't play with electronics. So you, you, um, you ring up an electrician uh, to install, and they're doing a lot more of them these days to come and put that in. And, and typically, that's about a 1,000 if it's a basic install. But if you mm. need something running down the length of your driveway yep. or you've got some trickiness, it might might cost a bit extra. So Yeah, it's kind of a case-by-case basis. It's not like exactly. this one bill that you pay. You've got to be like, hey, could go look at it, get a quote, get a, you know, maybe get a few quotes, you know, so there is a bit of legwork totally. in it. It's not as simple as no. the ice car where you just drive down to the local and fill her up. Yeah. So that's not too bad. I mean, if you're already investing 40 plus K... Another K2 is well, I think part it's, and parcel a little yeah, bit. I just think, like, all these things you've got to know before you go and, you know, buy a car or buy a, an EV, right? You can't just be like, oh, well, you could, and then you'd be really annoyed. That it's like, there's always other fees you didn't weren't aware of. And so that's where I get a little bit confused, and that's why it becomes difficult and a mm. bit more opaque, is that they give you this price tag of, like, an EV, $44,990. Um, mm. But then I go, yeah, but like, what? What is the line item breakdown of what I'm getting there? Mm-hmm. You know, like, is that does that include like insulation? Does that include okay? Do I get the kit in the market in the in the boot, and then then you go the other way, like the the discounts, the the well, what what is taken off that as well? Mm-hmm. So it's really opaque to know very very clear numbers like this is what you're looking at. Basically, the spreadsheet, right? <laughs> In well, basically, it's like a, a nice, breakdown, as you yeah, said. Yeah, a nice itemised breakdown of, like, you want an EV? This is what it is. This is what it takes. Could be a business idea in that there. Oh, hello. Yeah, I, look, I, I hadn't found <laughs> anything in my There's an app for that. To... Maybe we could make an EV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could. I, th- I think the other thing to mention about home installation charging is there are local government rebates. So your local council 
Uh, oh, I really? live in a council called Randwick here in Sydney, and they actually will give you um, uh, up to $500 rebate on installation of home charging, which I thought was pretty cool. So, cool. Yeah, do again, you have to go and find this information yeah, out. Yeah. It's, it's not, Get it. You you have to go it's find, not just yeah. on the street. And no. Be like, Thank you. There's no app. There's no app yeah. to like, plug it in, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so, you've got to go find it. But yeah, there's, there's a lot on offer. So, federal, local, and state. Mm. Yeah, it, it does sound, again, it's the education aspect. Unfortunately, because mm. this is all very new for people, no one has found a way to just break it down for people and provide all the resources, information that you need based on your location, what's available, what's around, what's being built. Uh, so maybe someone can up, come up with that website and mm. help people out. But it, it does seem like buying an EV requires a little bit more preparation than just popping into a dealership, whether it's secondhand or firsthand, and going, yeah, that one's nice. We've got a budget. Let's let's drive out. It's actually hold up. You know, wh- where where's my document of PDFs? And, and you have to feel quite educated and so, informed, really. Yeah. I also think that, at least in my travels of, of like shopping around for these, there isn't like someone in your corner to be like, okay, like actually, like everyone's going to tell you these things because this is what they respectfully are accountable to telling you, right? So a dealership or council or whatever. But kind of getting that single perspective, like that one view of all those different people and all the different players in it. Imagine you had a buyer's agent. Like I was going to say, like a broker, yeah. like I've an done, EV brokerage. Yeah, 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 I've done that actually. I've used a buyer's agent for like you know buying our our flat, and yeah, yeah. that was so valuable. Where it's just like they just laid it out nice and clear. I was mm. like, dot 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 dot, pay this now. There we go. We, we, another business Crikey. idea: EV buyers agents yeah. ideating left, right, Co- and centre. Copyright here. TM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal our idea. <laughs> <laughs> So essentially, there's there's a lot of things going on uh, for for people trying to buy EVs, and and really the the overall insight is essentially do your research before before you step in. As you said, Bernsey, everyone has a point of view on what they're trying to sell you in a way, and they may not tell you, they may not know that there are rebates for your local council or state. Um, but but we did touch upon a little bit around secondhand vehicles and I think that's an interesting one because obviously usually secondhand vehicles are the the even more bougie option where I've got a few thousand dollars what can I get you know I just need something that works I don't really care so you could start from a few thousand dollars you can get a car and out you go what about EVs is it the same are we talking cheaper or not oh it's a really funny situation at the moment because supply is so short in Australia Secondhand EVs, and I think we touched on this before, are actually quite expensive. You're not not like a normal ice car where the secondhand market you'd instantly think you know that's twenty, thirty, maybe mm. more percent than what you'd pay for a new one. Mm. So yeah, Teslas can actually be selling more than uh, the the new price on the secondhand market because everyone Cause, wants cause one. Because demand is so high. Yeah, everyone wants one. Right. And but is it about the delay, right? Because to yeah. order and wait for a new Tesla or any other car, you might be waiting a year or more. Exactly. But secondhand is available now. Yeah. But everyone wants that one. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. 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 Thing about secondhand EVs is the battery. So it's something a little bit different to buying a secondhand normal car. 
I wouldn't really go and check. Well, you would check the motor, wouldn't you? You'd do like revs checks and all those things. Yeah. But yeah, the, the battery is the key asset in an EV. So you'd want to, when you go and buy an EV and a secondhand EV, think about getting someone that knows what they're doing, not us, <laughs> <laughs> to check the battery yeah. um, because it's an important aspect. If that's dud and you buy a dud, it'll be because of the battery. Right. Yeah, can, right. can the battery be replaced? Yeah. In an EV? Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it, is it quite, is it more much more expensive? It's a big component of the overall yeah. cost. Yeah. It? It'd be like getting your engine like if you had an nice car getting your engine like basically replaced you know that's a that's a big bill yeah right okay yeah. so almost it's... it could almost be the same value of what you bought for the car if yeah. it, depending on what you bought for it right it could just be a is it worth it kind of question but yeah that's why that's why it's so important like if you buy any used car check it to make sure that it's basically what the price tag is is rel- relative to the condition of the car only the, tr- the issue is with EVs, there isn't as many people to go and like call up and be like, hey, can you check that. my EV? Yeah. Like, I can go anywhere. Any, like, okay. there's basically any mechanic does reports on used vehicles and be like, you know, charge like 150 bucks to be like, I'll check your car and tell you if it's worth it or not uh, and give you like an objective report. I have no idea where to go for that for an EV. This is another business idea or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, just this like is a- the uh, EV startup <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> We just maybe it exists. We just. I think. I think. I mean. I think probably if you, if you dug hard enough, it would exist. But that's part of the problem. Like not everyone can dig hard enough. So that's the whole convenience model that you need to be thinking about. Mm. So essentially, there's a lot of upfront costs. But what about what are people saving over the long term owning an EV versus an ICE car? Are there significant savings, or not? There are savings. Definitely savings. There is a amazing calculator on the Electric Vehicle Council of Australia website. I have spent a good couple of hours mucking around with this thing. Uh, it's really good. So what, what it allows you to do, you can go in, you can plug in where you live um, and what kind of car you drive, and it will give you a comparison over a monthly cost. And they've got aspects there around battery and solar too, so you can put those in oh, if okay. you've got those in your house. And So, yeah, I plug some numbers in. Um, so when I put in a sedan... Clovelly, uh, Sydney, New South Wales. Basically, the running cost of the vehicle, so what you'd pay on upkeep, fueling, all of those things, is is nearly half the cost. So if I have an ICE car, it's going to cost me about $235.54 on this, on this website here. <laughs> if I've got is an EV... per month, sorry? Per month. Okay. If I've got an EV, it's going to cost me $131.06. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Really? Per month. Yes. And and where do those savings come from? What did the calculator factor? Uh, I think it well it factors the total monthly cost of running the car calculated over five years includes servicing, tires, taxes, duties, and fuel. So that's and all do you have solar in your house? Well, no, I don't have solar. Um, but what you can do is you you can plug solar in. So what that what the comparison with solar. Uh, that $234.54 becomes $119.25 in comparison. So even so it's cheaper. A little bit cheaper. It's about mm. 10 bucks a month cheaper. If you have a battery, it's another $10 a month cheaper. What do you mean so, battery? So if you had a, a home battery. Oh, like a your, wall battery ones that they have. It has the power wall, yeah, one yeah. of those things. So basically, if you had the solar coming into the battery, you could store the charge in the battery and uh, use that to, to fill you. your car. Uh, there's another saving there. So what I did was I got my spreadsheet out and 
uh, calculated this <laughs> over over the period of five years. And so over the period of five years, it will cost you fourteen thousand dollars, give or take, to maintain a, an internal combustion car. So fourteen thousand. It'll cost you seven thousand eight hundred dollars wow. for a EV. So that that difference is about six grand um, over the course of five years. Now that's not crazy money, but it is something to keep in mind when you're looking at the price tag of an ICE versus uh, an EV, and just knowing that in five years' time you're gonna you're gonna peg some of that back. Yeah, and I think it's also it makes the upfront cost sting a little less as Absolutely. well. Like if yeah. if you're if you're yeah. stretching your budget or you're thinking, okay, we're going to need to save another 10k to get a EV. Once you've done that, you, you're okay. It's almost like getting a mortgage, right? You're scrimping yeah. and saving for the first. 20% deposit and after that actually your mortgage payment is usually quite doable exactly. you know, it might be on par with rent yeah yeah it's, it's funny like I mean I haven't personally done I haven't personally put solar panels on, on my place but definitely like my parents have I know people that have and they kind of talk I remember when they were going through it they talk about like there's an upfront cost but if you look at what you're saving you basically paid for that cost you know in two years and then Anything beyond that two years, you're making yeah. back. So if you if you would have like think about like before, like oh there might be line items towards getting an EV, which is installing a charger or installing a, a power wall or a battery at home, you'd be like oh you know damn. But if you look at it from the long term, based on the savings, that's going to pay for itself in a year, two years, and then from that point onwards, you're basically you've got that in the pocket mm. straight off. The other thing to think about here is what is the resale value of an internal combustion engine car in five years' time? All right, so, so it's about thinking about like an investment rather than just a, a straight-up cost. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if you think about a world where, say, we are the dumping ground and mm. we've got a flood of all of these gas guzzler um, cars that have, that have hit the market, plus a lot of the market now wants EVs. They don't want ICE cars anymore. How much is that car, that ice that you've just bought, going to be worth in five years' time? Right. A lot, lot less. And so you kind of you'd be stuck with a dud. And and this is what people really need to think about. Even though, again, it is fact that EVs do cost more than ices at the moment. But you think about that point in five years' time. Mm. It's it's you've got to give it some thought. Yeah, because it's always a it's always like a really important, I guess. Uh, I don't know, criteria for decision making is like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you've bought this thing, but it's it's a big, it's an asset. It's kind of deemed as an asset. So, how is that asset depreciating over time? And so, therefore, like, how can you recoup that that cost? You know, at the, you know, at the five year mark or the ten year mark. You hear a lot of people like, when you get when you get a, a car, you might lease it, and it's that ten year uh, lease that you buy into, and then at the end of that ten years, they probably just go, oh, okay, well, I'll sell that on and then get a new one. Totally. Um, it's really like when you get to that end of that 10 years or end of that five years, like how much you actually can you get back on that mm. investment. And I think particularly for people even now in the ACT, they're thinking about, well, in 10 years, this car is actually illegal in a way. We yeah. can't even drive potentially this car anymore or, or no one will be there to buy it because it won't be allowed yeah. to be sold on. It would be, be illegal to sell a, sorry, a new one. Yeah. yeah, sorry, not drive it, but... but it's worth nothing. No, yeah, twenty thirty five. It's worth nothing. Yeah. So people in in you know, say Canberra, for example, it's time for them to think in a few years. Actually, it's EVs might be the only option really left. Yeah, got to dump it in Sydney. Yeah, <laughs> got to find a buyer. The other this is the the mic drop moment with the costs, and I know we're talking about the financial costs and all the rest, but this stat really I thought was quite amazing from a emissions perspective. 
the mm. difference between uh, ice and an EV are it's it's roughly a third of the emissions that you emit over the over a period of ownership. Right. Now it gets even more amazing with solar. It's about twenty percent of the emissions. With solar and a battery, it's about four percent of the emissions of that you would be. Mm. So even though we we see there is a cost saving there, financial cost, absolutely one factor. But thinking about what you're doing to the environment over that period, mm. a huge difference. So when you say emissions, like what's what's an example of that? Like where where do emissions come into uh, any car? Well, the definition on the calculator is the annual CO two. So based on uh, well to wheel. Well to wheel. Well to. I can't what the say hell is it. well to wheel? So that's from like the like basically the like well. what well? Where, where they where they where well, they, the oil well? Yeah, the oil well. Like the petrol like the petrol well where they store the petrol and then it obviously goes right. to the car and then it goes to the wheel because it's all meant to power a wheel, right? Like all this yeah. fuel that we have, it just moves that. wheels. Um, Good time. Based so on well to wheel. Well to wheel petrol diesel or regional grid electricity CO2 intensity. So this assumes 50% green power at home and includes any CO2 reductions from home renewables. Charging at public and work charge points is assumed to be 50% green power. So that was their assumptions in the very incredible um, uh, calculator thingy. And you can, I mean, this calculator is just amazing. You can plug in things like how far you drive in a week. And so that actually changes some of it. Uh, what you're paying in terms of electricity costs at the moment, um, what uh, your your uh, when you're charging, so whether it's weekdays or weekends, because that that mm. will play a factor. And this one was really cool. You can put in where your solar panel orientation is, because cool. based on where it's where pointing, it's facing, you get, yeah, yeah more like, sun you get different intensity. Yeah, solar. Yeah. Incredible! Wow, it was really cool. That's so brilliant. So even just that, like even in that little part of it, it's so new. Like you just literally like label like three criteria that effectively changes how much you need, how much you pay, but also how much you save. Yes. In terms of the carbon going into the atmosphere. Yep. But those three like little criteria, things like yeah. they're huge. Like yeah, massive, like yeah. every single, I, I bet you every single individual will be somewhere on a spectrum of that. It's not like a, you know, a. a Basic. Well, I guess it's like that same with ice cars, like depending on how much you, you drive it. But um, I, I think that even what you explained there, like I got a little lost in what you just said in terms in terms of like all the little, you know, carbon emissions, CO two, you know, and then that relates to your grid and diesel. And I'm just like, what, like what? Like, yeah, I got lost reading it. But but and that's <laughs> but I think that's where we can I think we can we can unpack that a bit more in terms of what does it mean, like what do emissions mean. What is CO two slash carbon slash greenhouse gases slash? You know, there's essentially like a whole multitude of ways of thinking about this. I think we could unpack that a little bit more to help people feel confident in like, oh, that's when they say CO two, that's what that is. Teach us, Bernsey. I've done some thinking on this. I could oh, I could talk you through what I've been what I've been Looking learning. Looking forward to the juice. Amazing. Uh, well, I think that's probably. Kind of wrapping up for this episode, I mean, we've covered so much in terms of savings and upfront costs and that beautiful electric vehicle council calculator, which just takes into account so many of those intricacies of owning an EV. Uh, do we have any final thoughts on on uh, on the I costs mean, and savings? I think I think the cost savings is like the, the key takeaway for me is that. I only know what savings I can do if I go out and find that out. Mm. Like, there's nowhere that I'm going to be able to, like, someone's going to tell me 
that's what I love about this calculator is I went out there and it gave me all the info so then I could go to my, you know, <laughs> my annual budget meeting with my partner to be able to say, like, look, this is what we're going to say. board meeting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like when we're sitting down doing the budgeting and what we're deciding to spend our big our money on, um, you know, which is actually pretty stressful when you think about, you know, the pros and cons of these things. I can now go, like, look, this is what we're going to save. And bring a, bring a bit more objectivity to it rather than just a, mm, I love Teslas, I love a Tesla. Or I love, you know, I, I really am like a loyalist to Holden Commodore. You try and bring it back to something a bit more objective and you, you kind of need to do your legwork yourself. And there's great tools out there like this calculator that can do it for you. I think it's great the federal government at that level is starting to show the signals that they care. And I think that will have trickle-down effects to everything and yeah. really start to see the whole thing speed up. And it's just a shame it's taken us as a nation so long to get here. But it's exciting. It's exciting times. I think if you look at the numbers, they are there's definite savings there. They're not um, you know, crazy savings. It's still you know, a couple of grand over the course of five years. But that emissions aspect of it, that's you know that's why you're doing but we'll talk a lot more about that and yeah. actually understand what CO2 means at some point yeah coming yeah. up next yeah. getting some chemistry lessons yeah <laughs> And that was the second episode of Making It EV, where we looked at the affordability of EVs and some of the financing options if you do want to buy one. We're Nina, Jolo and Bernsey. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone who will find it interesting. You can find out more about us on our website, makingitev.com and follow us on our Instagram, making underscore it underscore EV for extra content. Until next time. Bye.